As we get started today, I want us to look again at our epistle reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. There Paul writes, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Notice there that even in the days of Moses, as the people were in the wilderness, they were being sustained by the body and blood of Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did, nor grumble as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. This reading from St. Paul's first generation to the Corinthians connects well to our gospel text from the 13th chapter of Luke. When writing to the Corinthians, Paul warned the people to not think that they were automatically in God's favor, in his grace, or doing his will. Paul warns all the people of Israel were taken out of Egypt and led toward the promised land, but God was not pleased with most of them. All too often we want to say, I am in church every week, I am in the right crowd, I am among those that God has blessed. And each of those statements may be true. At the same time, there are many, many people in churches all around the world coming to worship, being led towards the promised land, eating the same spiritual food and drinking the same spiritual drink, the same body of Christ and the same blood of Christ, but are, not, but are doing those things God does not want them to do, and God the Father is not pleased. As we turn to our Gospel reading for today, found in the first verses of the 13th chapter of Luke, we have Jesus issuing a warning. The people have come to Jesus and they told him of a group of Galileans who had been killed by the order of Pilate. Their blood was then mixed into the blood of their own sacrifices. The people had gone to make their sacrifices and were stopped. Not only were the people stopped, they were murdered. Not only were they stopped and murdered, their blood was mixed with the blood of their sacrifices. The sacrifices were intended to purify the people, but now the blood of the people made their sacrifices impure and ineffective. It was a message of terror from Pilate. Submit to my rule or be killed and be damned once dead. We have to ask ourselves, why would the people tell Jesus about how the others were murdered? Not just murdered, but their blood mingled with that of the sacrifices. We might be inclined to assume the best. They wanted Jesus to know of this murder. They were bringing Jesus the news so that he would be aware. But Jesus sees the real motive of why the people have told him this news. The people wanted to know how worse of sinners those people were compared to themselves. Jesus immediately replied to them, Do not think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. 
Then Jesus adds another example. Or those eighteen on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Do you think because a person was murdered that the person was a bigger sinner? Do you believe that because a tragic accident killed a person, that person is being judged by God? Do you compare yourself against their horrible fates and then think you must be okay because nothing similar has happened to you? Have you decided that your sin must not be too bad because compared to those other guys, your sins seem minor or even not sinful? No, Jesus says, you have it all wrong. God sees your sin just as clearly as everybody else's. In fact, everyone must stop looking and trying to count the sins of others and start looking and counting their own sins. Everybody has more than enough personal sins to confess. A colleague of mine in South Carolina, Father Paul Stern, once said in a sermon, and I now often quote him, that if I spend my time counting my own sins, I'll never have time to count anybody else's. But people love to use comparisons. Compared to an axe murderer, I am a perfect person, kind and gentle. Compared to that crooked politician doing anything and everything to get elected, I'm the most virtuous person you will ever meet. Compared to the person who steals from the charity fund or offering plate, I'm as honest as they come. Just give me somebody bad enough to compare myself against, and I can make my sins disappear. But Jesus says the other person's sins are not for my comparisons. When I turn my eyes away from other people's sins and I look at my own, I can do nothing but listen to Jesus and hear the words, Unless I repent, I will likewise perish. I must, you must. Each and every person on earth must repent, because we all stand guilty before God. Repent, do penance, turn away from sin, and turn towards God. Travel toward God, so that He might see you like the Father saw the returning prodigal, and run out to meet and embrace you with His grace. Amen.